Welcome to SSVM Edit Talk. This is Risha, and joining me this evening on SSVM Edit Talk is the acclaimed Bollywood actor, sports entrepreneur, the very humble Abhishek. It's a real pleasure to um, have you with us here today. And it feels like um, only yesterday since you visited us at our World School campus and the children who danced with you and the team still rave about uh, that experience. And so I cannot even wrap my head around, uh, you know, how quickly last year has gone by. <laughs> yes, it's been very fast. But firstly, you know, um, great jersey. I like the way it's looking. And uh, thank you for wearing it. And first and foremost, thank you to not just you, but your family and the SSVM family for all the support that they've given Chennai and FC. And, you know, we wear your name up front with great pride. And um, I, I still remember my visit to the campus. I'm still overwhelmed by everything that I saw over there because it was such an enlightening experience for me. And obviously, uh, getting to interact with the students, I still won't forget that small little boy that I danced with on stage. He was unbelievable and i was so happy and i remember going back home and telling vita my partner and um and you know my family about what a wonderful wonderful campus it was what great work you all are doing and i do hope that once all of this uh, is over and we get to move around more freely i i get to come back and spend some more time with the campus with you all that would be wonderful thank you so much for uh, you know sharing that and I'm sure, you know, the kids watching uh, today, they will be so excited and happy again, and they would want to welcome you back uh, to the campus. So, Abhishek, you have made uh, an incredible resurgence, I must say, and, you know, Ludo, Breathe, uh, and two more exciting uh, projects coming up, uh, you know, projects up your sleeve, and the two sports teams to run. Abhishek, your routine has been rather hectic. And so thank you very much for giving us the time uh, you have. And once again, uh, with our SSVM family. No, it's my absolute pleasure. I mean, like they say, um, you always make time for family. So uh, so like like we at Chennai, uh, you know, we consider you, all of you and all your students uh, part of the Chennai family. And uh, it's always a pleasure. Um, yes, it's been an eventful year, not just for me, but I think for everybody. Um, it's been um, an unprecedented year. I think, you know, everybody's had to deal with uh, this pandemic in their own way and come to terms with it. I'm, um, you know, I'm somebody who came through and, and got the virus and came out of it, uh, but got straight back to work. And um, yeah, I, I was, you know, lucky enough, I've had uh, Breathe and Ludo come out. I have The Big Bull, which is my next film, which will release uh, in the near future. I've completed another film in December called Bob Biswas. And um, as we speak, I'm prepping and uh, I'm just about to start shoot for my next film. Um, so I think the one thing that, um, that has been taught this uh, past year, uh, either voluntarily or involuntarily, is that the world doesn't wait for anybody. And you have to keep moving and you have to keep doing what you do and, and enjoying doing what you do. And I'm just happy to be here and get to spend time with all of you all. And uh, just to say a big hi to all the students that are watching. Um, I believe all of them are becoming very proficient with this virtual platform <laughs> as virtual education has taken over everybody's lives. And um, so, yeah, I'm just happy to be here. Very true. Thank you very much. And it's so very kind of you to also call us your family. Uh, it's such a pleasure again. 
So to our lovely audience here with us today, uh, this is a series of um, SSVM Edit Talks special episodes in collaboration with Chennai and FC. Uh, before we get started, our guest here with us today is someone who needs no introduction at all. Uh, however, I'd like to mention a few words of Abhishek's remarkable uh, foray into sports. So being the co-owner of Chennai and FC, uh, the club's inception since the club's inception in 2014 uh, Mr. Bachchan has carved out a real uh, identity uh, as one of India's foremost sports entrepreneurs also as the proud owner of Jaipur Pink Panthers who won the inaugural Pro Kabaddi League title in 2014 and so skillfully managing his acting commitments as well as uh, you know passion passionately involved in his team sporting endeavors uh, mr bachan is regularly uh, seen spurring his boys on from the sidelines so what made him go down this path and what uh, drives his energy and enthusiasm to uh, contribute to india's sporting revolution and more importantly what can we learn uh, from a renowned uh, public figure like him that can be applied in all walks of life? So let's find out from the man himself. Our SSVM family is delighted to welcome the charismatic and inspiring Abhishek Bachchan. So, but Abhishek, uh, would you be able to um, you know, kindly share the story behind how the idea of foraying into sports entrepreneurship entered your mind? Well, um, to be very honest, sports is in my blood. Um, I have enjoyed, loved, uh, not just playing sports, but following sports ever since I was a child. Um, it was something that was inculcated in me by my father, who's also a very keen sportsman. Mm -hmm. um, growing up as a child, you know, whenever the, the rare times when my father got to spend some time at home, because he was always so busy uh, making his movies, um, you know, he would encourage me to come out to the garden and play, um, you know, beat any sport. And uh, then obviously in school, we kept up with sports. When I was, I was sent to boarding school when I was nine years old and I pursued uh, sports over there very actively. Um, in fact, it used to be a big joke amongst my teachers that, you know, if there was a play or a sporting event, you know that Abhishek is going to be there instead of studying. And, um, and um, I, I actually in school was a basketball player, um, but it was a British boarding school. So football was obviously uh, being a British boarding school, a, a way of life. And um, I think my, my obsession with sports uh, really took flight in boarding school. When you actually play a sport, you understand how much a sport can teach you, not just about yourself, but about life and equip you for, for life. Um, you know, there's so many life lessons you can learn through sports. And um, so I've always played sports. When I then went on to university, when I was doing my training in, in acting, uh, obviously you played sports recreationally. And I continue to uh, till this date. When I came back to India and started, um, you know, working in films, I was always very keen to do something with sports and, um, you know, contribute in some way or the other. I was also very sure when I was thinking about all of this and devising a plan that 
you know, um, cricket is something I would not want to work with at that point of time. Um, we're all Indians. We're immensely passionate about our cricket. We love our cricket. But I don't think there's anything that I can do that will contribute to the world of cricket in any which way. So I was always very focused and sure that I wanted to work in a sport or in particular sports in which I could help in some which way. I think cricket's infrastructure is brilliant. I think the results that our team uh, plays, that plays nationally, um, go to prove that cricket is in very good hands in our country. Um, so I was very clear that I wanted to work with something that, that I could contribute to. Football was one such sport which I follow very, very closely. I'm, I'm a huge supporter uh, of Chelsea Football Club in the English Premier League. I have been since I was a teenager, uh, you know, spending time in, in London. And, um, and, and then from there to go on, I was very clear that, you know, being, uh, having friends who were involved in the I-League, um, a very, very dear friend of mine, Rohan Gavaskar, who's the son of the legendary Sunil Gavaskar. We've grown up together. We were in the same school in, in, in Mumbai together. We've always stayed in touch. Um, was one of the partners in a club called uh, Pune FC in the I-League. And uh, I've been to a few of the matches uh, with him just to support him as a friend. And I was so keen to do something with Indian football because I saw a raw talent. And I saw that, you know, our FIFA world ranking doesn't really reflect the kind of talent we have in the country. And um, so I was always very keen to do something with football. And then came along um, the talks of the Indian Super League coming up. Um, Mrs. Ambani and, and Mr. Prafu Patel had spoken to me about it because I know them socially. And they said, look, we're thinking of doing this. Would you be interested? I said, of course. We put a team together of Vita Dani and myself. And, um, you know, there was a bidding process for teams. And we did not win the bid in our first attempt. In the second attempt, uh, what happened was Chennai opened up and we both instinctively knew that Chennai was a place that we really wanted to be in because um, Chennai and Tamil Nadu, um, you know, as a state is known for its sporting culture. Not only have they produced great athletes, but they have this culture of, of supporting sports. Um, I mean, to give you an example, in a private league like the IPL, if you see the kind of support that Chennai Super Kings has, it just goes to show the way um, you know, the people of Chennai and the people of Tamil Nadu get behind their sporting figures. And when the opportunity came about for, for football, it's just something instinctively that I knew I wanted to be a part of. Um, Kabaddi happened around the same way. And, um, but everything actually started from a love for the sport and more importantly, a passion for the sport. I still maintain, I mean, I've been in this, in the sporting business now as a business for the last six to seven years. Um, and there is a, a business side of it, which is also very important and very complex and important and difficult. But don't do any of that. Your PL sheet means nothing if there's no passion in what you do. There's something I um, believe in very strongly in the work that I do as an actor. Uh, I, I firmly believe that if I'm able to be completely honest uh, with my audience through my work, then I won't go wrong. Because if you're truly being honest, it's going to show. And if I'm portraying a character, and if I'm honest to that character, true to that performance, they'll believe my performance. I bring that to sports as well. Um, I try very hard to be one of those owners who can sit in the owner's box in an AC room with 
all my friends around me and and watching the match and and you know enjoying myself and going back i, I can't do that uh, it's just not part of my dna so vita and i in you know in the in what we call the marina arena if you see us we're sitting on the edge of the pelmet you've been there with us several yeah. times screaming shouting i'm involved that's just the way i am at half time when i go around the periphery of the of the field and thank all the fans for coming out i do it not as an obligation i do it because i know that they've made such sacrifices to be there um they've made such an effort to be there and i genuinely want to go there and i want to celebrate a victory or i want to mourn a loss with them that's the kind of person i am i wear my heart on my sleeve um it shows on my face when i'm happy when i'm not um you know and my passion for chennai nfc uh you know gets me a lot of stick from some of the opposing teams and their fan clubs and i'm okay with that that's part of sports uh i like that banter and i think the one thing any supporter of chennai nfc who's been to the stadium will tell you is that you know he's one of our own you know we feel like he's part of the support and i am and that's just the way i do work that's the way i approach my professional career in acting and that's how i approach uh, sports entrepreneurship so i firmly believe anybody who is looking at um sports as um a career not just as a sportsman but maybe as a backroom staff or as it as a business my only advice to them would be apart from what the normal things people always tell you is make sure you're passionate about doing what you do exactly. and that you're emotionally invested in the team that you're going to work with because if you're not then it's just no fun Wow, we've heard a great deal of uh, you know lessons from you already in such a short um, uh, storyline. So it's amazing how you know you've poured in so much of passion into uh, this uh, club, and also it's more like your family. And you know, like you said, we've pers- personally been there and we've witnessed how much of uh, commitment you and Ma'am hold. And both of you are there uh, you have built that culture uh, uh, like a family and so that's just amazing and we're all inspired looking at you that way so thank, thank you. you for that uh, abhishek and being a film star you have fans all over the globe um, and here in tamil nadu uh, you're also dearly cherished uh, for your involvement in kabaddi and football so football or uh, kabaddi originated in uh, tamil nadu and you also own uh, the football team in chennai uh, do you have a special affinity uh, with tamil culture i think so yeah i think it's fair enough to say that you know um, my earliest memories um of tamil nadu are actually accompanying my father on various film shoots that he used to be doing in then what was known as madras and um i remember spending uh, quite a few summers mm-hmm. uh you know hanging out on the film set with him in and around chennai and then um as a professional uh, i've come and I've, i've actually shot a lot of my films in and around uh, chennai and tamil nadu i mean i've done three films with the great uh, maniratnam i actually did another film called run which was a remake of um my dear friend r madhavan's film run um and um, that was directed by you know the late uh, great cinematographer and director jiva and um then i worked with uh, revathi ma'am on uh, a hindi feature film that she directed called pirmilenge which we which we shot uh, predominantly in in chennai so i've i've done a whole load of work and spent a lot of time 
and it kind of feels like a second home for me um my best friend from college lives in chennai now and um so i i spend a lot of time in chennai i've really enjoyed my time in chennai the people of chennai have given me so much love um that i really do feel part of the city and and now with now with my connection with kabaddi and with football i mean it's 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 like i say it's like my second home so i would definitely say that there's some sort of past life connection with chennai that's so great to hear and uh, did you uh, have the chance to play kabaddi yourself when you were uh, in your childhood yes i mean as a child i remember my my i i i first saw kabaddi as a very young child in one of my father's movies incidentally my father did a movie called kanga ki sogand in which there's a sequence where he plays kabaddi and i and i remember seeing this and being mesmerized i thought it was so cool and I, after the movie got over i and i waited till he got back home that night from work then i said hey i saw this movie of yours and what is kabaddi and can you teach me he said yeah sure he took me to the to our garden and um, he drew a few lines in the ground and he taught me and i said this is amazing and i used to play kabaddi with my cousins and my friends and then um, in school for a little bit but then unfortunately when i was sent to body school abroad they didn't play kabaddi so i lost touch with it um and now when i came back and then i invested in uh, the pro kabaddi league and picked up the jaipur pink panthers and uh, then when i used to go to the training sessions with the boys i used to play kabaddi with them i get them to teach me i mean um, you realize that our level of kabaddi and the professional level there's a huge difference and uh, but i i still play with them and i enjoy it i mean what's really nice is a lot of my chennai fc boys love to come to the kabaddi matches and they we've actually had uh, one day when some of um it was um in 2019 where the jaipur pink panther boys were playing in chennai and we were there for a couple of days and they actually went across um to um, to meet the chennai fc boys at their training camp and they spent a day together where you know the football boys taught the kabaddi boys how to play football and vice versa so a lot of our foreign imports a lot of our brazilian boys in the chennai fc team love to play kabaddi they love coming to watch it so there's a great amount of synergy over there and um so yeah it's 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 a great sport it's india's sport um you know it's a sport like you said that has that that originated over 3 to 4000 years ago its origins are actually in 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 hindu mythology um with um you know abhimanyu the son of, and uh, abhimanyu and the chakravyus were actually originated from and like you said it has a great great um link with tamil nadu kabaddi is actually a derivative of a tamil word which is kaipiddi which means uh, holding hands if i'm not wrong um so that's where it comes from so um, it's a great sport and uh, i'm just so happy that um you know it's it's getting its its due and um i'm it's wonderful to see i mean i don't have the 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 tamil uh, team in kabaddi that is known as the tamil talibas uh, which are a wonderful wonderful team but um it's a great sport and i'm so happy that sports like football like kabaddi are getting the limelight now and um you know i think if you just see especially in football um i mean in kabaddi india is the number one team in the world but even in football if you see how the indian national teams rankings have grown over the last 5 to 6 years it goes to prove that um you know tournaments and leagues like the isl are only helping our indian talent and uh, another thing which which gives me immense pride with chennai fc is you know to see a lot of our local talent come through mm-hmm. uh, when vita and i first picked up uh, the chennai franchise in the isl um we were very clear that we wanted to build a culture of great sporting spirit 
um, we wanted to build a culture of great support uh, in terms of the kind of fandom that we had. And we wanted to build a culture of victory and success. Mm -hmm. After maybe the first season, we realized that there's a lot of demand and affinity for local talent to come through into the team as well. And to be very honest, at that point of time, my theory was, it doesn't matter where in India or in the world you're from. That doesn't matter when you're playing for the badge in the front, which is Chennai FC. You play for Chennai FC. So as far as I'm concerned, you're a Chennai FC team, uh, team player. It doesn't matter if you're Brazilian, like the great Elano, or whether you're Colombian, like Steven Mendoza, or you know, you're from, from the, the Northeast, like the great JJ, or you're French, like Bernard Mendy. It didn't make a difference to me. To me, you're a Chennai FC player. I didn't care which country or state you came from. But I saw that a lot of our fans kept saying, when are we going to get, you know, a local lad into the team? And then to see some of our local talent helmed and started off, with, you know, um, with Dhanpal Ganesh um, coming in, we have Pandian, we have all our younger talent coming through with our grassroots level people coming through. It, it just shows that the people of Tamil Nadu have this huge um, amount of pride that they put into who they are and they want to see that represented. Um, and I'm just so happy to see so much of our local talent now break into the senior squad. And they continue to do so. And give it a few more years when some of our junior players, you know, our under-13s, our under-15s, if you see the way they play, it's only a matter of time before they make their debut for the senior squad. And it's so wonderful to see that talent getting an opportunity and a platform to showcase their talent. And that's another thing that I think football has given uh, Tamil Nadu and especially Chennai NFC, if I may say so, that is giving a lot of local Tamil talent um, that opportunity to come out there and, and, and express themselves. Oh, that's wonderful. And it's so great that, you know, you're promoting such a concept as well. And um, running schools, we can see that there's so much... Um, uh, you know, importance that has to be, uh, or so much emphasis needs to be put on sports, especially, and also exploring different kinds of sports rather than as India's uh, most favorite uh, sport could be cricket. And yeah, don't get me wrong, I'd love to work in in, in cricket. I mean, I'm a huge <laughs> cricket fan, and um, obviously, um, as every I'd love to be able to do something. But like I said, when I was starting off. You know, I think also somewhere, you know, if we're talking about sports entrepreneurship, we also have to think about what can I bring to the table that is unique, exactly. um, that a competitor can't or a colleague can't, you know, what is that one X factor that can differentiate what my skill set is as compared to the other people? I initially thought that obviously I wanted to work in a field where I could make a difference. And like I said, I don't think I could... Um, contribute too much to cricket as they've already achieved so much. I mean, I'd like to believe uh, through a minuscule contribution of mine, you know, I, I, we've managed to make a little bit of a difference to the world of football and kabaddi in India. That's wonderful. And we'd love to see more of, uh, you know, uh, uh, your association with a lot more different sports as well. Uh, you know, like how our children are uh, getting into air rifle shooting and uh, uh, tennis and so many different sports. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. Like you said, collaborating and uh, where the football learner, footballers come and learn with the Kabaddi players. And I think that's a great culture that uh, you have built. So that's amazing. Thank you. And... Uh, 
Abhishek, I believe there is a great uh, demand for sports management professionals um, uh, and as India uh, is slowly emerging um, as a new player in the field of sports, uh, the industry is expected to generate a number of employment opportunities. So uh, could you share your view on a career in sports, uh, both in management as well as uh, sports professionals for the students? Right. So, um, to start with, I, you know, I think the one thing all these private leagues that are happening in India have managed to do very successfully is they've proved that that you know age-old notion that middle-class India has that sport is, as we say in Hindi, khelkood is just fooling around. Don't take it seriously. I think the one thing that you know, and, and spearheaded by the IPL uh, and the PKL and the, you know, and ISL and the various other private leagues that have come up is that sports actually is a very viable career option. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a viable career option. It is a stable career option. And it's a career option which has, um, which has immense potential. And I don't think we've even uh, discovered the tip of the iceberg yet. So the first aspect is to be a sports person. And I think everybody has embarked on that journey already as far as educational institutes are concerned. Uh, How to be a sportsman, you know, how to pursue a sport, what all you have to do. So I think that is going along. I think the, the one part of the sporting world which is just waiting to erupt is actually the, what we call the back office staff sports management mm-hmm. um, it's taught extensively in a lot of schools and colleges i really believe that there's a lacking of qualified sports management students um, in the sporting infrastructure of india and i'm talking about across the board on all sports i'm not um, by any means um, casting any aspersions on the great management and the staff that work currently in all the teams, including Chennai NFC. So any of our people who are watching from Chennai NFC, I mean, I appreciate them immensely. But we're all people, and I say we all, because as an owner, we're all learning on the job. Um, Can I say that I'm educated and qualified to be a team owner? No. It's something that I wanted to do, something I felt passionate about. Uh, We put together a very basic business model, and that was it. And now we're learning on the job. The one thing with the rise of several private leagues coming up that we're going to see is there's going to be a huge demand for sports management as an educational qualification. And I really feel that is the next horizon in the sporting world in India. How do we take the sport, the team to the next level? And I think that is where these trained professionals are going to come into play. If I may be a bit self-effacing, whatever we've managed to achieve in football and in Kabaddi, me and my team, um, has been done through sheer hard work um, and passion. And I really believe that that is imperative to start. But just that alone is not enough to sustain. 
I think we've reached um, a junction now where a trained professional has to come and aid us in taking our vision forward. Um, you know, it's for example, I, if I'm a real estate developer, all right, I can see a piece of land mm -hmm. and I can have a vision for what I can do with this land. All right. So I see this great piece of land. I say, okay, I can make this into a brilliant sporting academy. I can see, you know, five football pitches here. I can see the clubhouse here. I can see a parking space here. I can see a pool area over here for the boys to do their recovery. I can see, um, you know, my junior teams playing in this area. I can see my female teams playing over here. I can see this area. I can, I can dream of this beautiful thing. I've dreamt of it. So keeping that dream in mind and wanting to achieve that dream, I go and approach whichever authorities are there to purchase the land. I purchase the land. I convince the banks, etc., about my vision and they get convinced seeing a basic model of how I plan to make this a profitable venture. But also they, they see that, oh, here's Abhishek. He's really passionate about this. So he's going to see it through. He's serious about it. Now, once all of that is done and I'm, I've found this land, I cannot go and build a clubhouse. I cannot construct a swimming pool. I cannot um, go and create those several five to 10 football pitches that I need. I'm going to have to get an architect and qualified professionals to do that job. That happens anywhere. When SSVM, for example, when we were building the campus, you know, um, your family had the vision in Coimbatore to go and see this beautiful campus say, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. But then there were trained professionals that were brought in, were consulted. And then another set of trained professionals were brought in to execute the vision. Mm -hmm. And I really feel that's what a trained sports management student can bring to a sporting team today in the Indian sporting infrastructure. Um, we need them to come in and execute a vision to take the dream, to take the vision and further it. Um, yes, the business part of it has to catch up and the passion part of it has to be there and will always be there. But passion can only take you so far after a point of time. Um, the, the technical aspect of it, um, the theoretical aspect of it, for example, in acting, I'm passionate about acting. I'm passionate about films, but just passion alone is not going to make me a successful actor. I have to train in my craft. I have to continuously improve my craft. And I think that's how I liken um, a sports management student today. So I really see that now the job opportunities are there as well. Previously, there might not have been. Previously, maybe 10, 15 years ago, if you were a sports management student in India, you'd probably have to move abroad to get employed. Today, there's several leagues, there's several positions that are open where you can actually find a job and think that, okay, I did not make a foolhardy mistake by educating myself in sports management. So I really feel that this is the next field that's really going to take off. Very true. Uh, I think it's brilliant the way uh, you shared it because uh, there's no better way than, you know, understanding how exactly it's uh, important and there is a huge demand for this. So thank you so much, Abhishek, for that. And uh, 
Abhishek, do you believe uh, there is a difference in how you uh, perceive a team's efforts when you were a sports enthusiast and now after you have uh, become a team owner? Wow, good question. Uh, I think it would be wrong of me to say that there's no difference. There is a slight difference because I think as a sports team owner, you're privy to what goes on in the wings of, you know, um, of the team. You understand because of your close interaction, you understand their mental constitution a lot better. Um, but yes, the will to win is something that I think every sports person has. No sports person likes to lose. Um, I, I still find it very difficult to think that we'd actually have a sports person who's, I mean, for example, if we're talking just about football, I, I refuse to believe that there's any team member on Chennai NFC who went on the pitch is not giving 100%. Why they would purposely not want to give their best. Uh, but as as just a fan of, of Chennai NFC, yes, you're passionate about your team. You want it to win. It feels great when they do. It doesn't feel so good when you don't. You have to keep supporting them. And I think that is the similarity with being a team owner. Um, I've always believed that win or lose, as long as they've tried, I'm okay with it. I, I have no problem with failure. You know, success and failure is, is some, are things that are going to happen to you in life. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm okay with, with, with winning. I'm okay with losing. What I'm not okay with is not trying. You know, I think that's a cardinal rule across the teams that I work with. We can lose a match. If you tried your best, I'm okay with it. Um, the effort has to be there. And I think that's a culture that Vita and I have really emphasized a lot. Winning and losing isn't entirely in our hands, but the amount of effort is. And I think that's why if you look at the history of the ISL, Chennai and FC are known as the comeback boys. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, be it last season where we were, you know, at the bottom of the table, and then went on to the finals. Sadly, we, we couldn't win the finals. The first time we ever won the cup uh, was in 2015. And um, we were, again, in, in, at that, in 2015, there were only eight teams in the ISL. So we were eighth position. And we just pulled our socks up and fought. And we made it past the Chennai floods where we got stuck. I mean, we were playing the night of the rains. It was first December, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that the rains happened and the Chennai floods and we were stuck in Chennai and uh, how we had to make it to Pune to play our semi-finals and we did that, made it through the floods, played for Chennai, prayed for Chennai, wow. made it to the finals, 83rd minute to go down 2-1 against a dominant Goa team and 91st minute to win it 3-2. To score two goals in three minutes is, is unbelievable. So, you know, there's this fighting spirit about Chennai FC. There's this spirit that we have that we never give up and we give it our all. Um, that's something that that's that's something that I'm so proud of um, with with CFC. Uh, we never give up. We keep fighting. We keep trying. Always keep our chin up. It's what I'm always doing in the stadium. You know, keep your chin up. Keep your chin up. Keep fighting. It's not over until that final whistle goes. And as long as you've given it all, I'm okay with it. Um, as a supporter, 
it's sometimes difficult to see that side of it and be as try and take the higher ground and be as noble because obviously you want to win uh, but i would say that would be the only difference apart from that it's all pretty much the same wow <laughs> that was so incredible and uh, could you share with us i think you definitely mentioned uh, about going to a british uh, boarding school and so uh, could you share with us one of your vivid experiences uh, studying in a boarding school and do you feel that uh, being away from your family actually uh, shaped much of your uh, thinking at that time you know absolutely um boarding school were the happiest years of my life um i'm i'm so happy that my parents uh, took the very difficult decision to send their children to boarding school and when we first go to boarding school especially if we're very young uh, you feel very bad you almost feel like your parents have kicked you out of the house but uh, today being a parent um, let me tell all the students listening it's far more difficult for the parent than it is for the child um boarding school was just wonderful for me you know it shaped who i am today um being away from your parents it teaches you a lot about yourself uh about your personality about your character it shapes a lot of that you also build lifelong friendships and bonds with your fellow students um i mean i'm almost 45 years old and i still have friends from my boarding school from when i was 9 years old and we speak almost daily and they live all over the world you know some of my best friends one is mexican one is dutch one is english who lives in portugal mm-hmm. one and one is japanese and you know we're all over the world and we all still speak regularly so there are bonds that you build for a lifetime and um i think things have changed i mean when my father was a kid and he was in boarding school the, their school went on for 9 months mm-hmm. without a break and then they had a 3 month holiday when i went to boarding school we had three terms we had our autumn term the winter term and the spring term so every 3 to 4 months we were coming home um today with the increased communication i mean you can facetime or whatsapp video call your parents exactly. 10 times a day so you don't really feel that that You're that away. separation from them communication is a lot better now and with better transport today it's a lot more easier for parents to come in and visit you as well so um i do feel that the world has shrunk a lot more it's it's a lot easier being a boarding school student but i i think as any of your students even once they graduate will tell you uh whilst they're there we only complain because students love to complain oh that's right whilst you're there you're always <laughs> complaining but the day you leave you realize how lucky and blessed you've been as a student that's a very true story because we hear this from uh the thousands of students who have graduated and always come back to give a talk to the uh, existing students saying you know by the way here we were complaining so much but then when we go out is when we realize uh you know how valuable our entire experience has been so it's just wonderful how uh, it all re- resonates so well so yes uh your resurgence in uh films has been extremely well appreciated by uh, your fans thank you and as you have um, you know more projects uh, in the making how do you allocate time between acting and uh, sports well first i have an amazing team that takes care of my 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 calendar and my schedule um but like i said the 24 hours in a day you always find time 
um, you know, I'm a huge believer in where there's a will, there's a way. Um, you find time, you know, there have been, uh, I, I remember there have been instances where I've been filming, for example, um, in 2018, when we reached the finals of the ISL, and we were playing uh, Bangalore FC in Bangalore, I was actually shooting in Amritsar for a film of mine called Manmarzia. And I remember I, um, I was, I shot all night from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., uh, finished my shoot early in the morning, having shot all night and had obviously copious amounts of coffee, um, you know, quickly changed, went to the Golden Temple uh, in Amritsar to pray, finished that, drove straight to the airport, got onto a flight. There was one flight from Amritsar to Bangalore, flew to Bangalore, reached Bangalore around lunchtime, drove straight to the team room, uh, where they were going in for their briefing, spoke to the boys, went straight to the stadium, played the final, won the final, wow. celebrated, came back to the hotel, and obviously everybody goes nuts then. Went nuts all night again, and then caught a 6.30 flight, went back straight to work, landed and went straight to shoot. Wow. So, was it tough? Yes. Uh, I mean, hardly any sleep. You find your time, you know, you have a half an hour drive, you shut your eyes, you're on the flight, you shut your eyes, you make, you make, you make it happen. And I think that's how winning is done. You got to find a way, you know, be it in life or in sport or in education or whatever, you have to find and make a way. Um, and uh, you just have to work for what you want. And it's as simple as that. So is it um, a huge juggling act? Yes, it is. Uh, do I enjoy it? Absolutely. Would I trade it in for anything? Never. I love being an actor. I love making films. I love Chennai and FC. I love Jaipur Pink Panthers. And I would not compromise on any of those oh. ever. Wow, that's incredible. I don't know how you managed to do that. <laughs> it's just so inspiring. And uh, about Ludo and Breathe, I wanted to share. I truly enjoyed the complexity oh, of the roles um, and the father-daughter relationship portrayed in the film as well and the show. So needless to say, I think uh, you will uh, take Big Bull and uh, Bob, Bob Biswas uh, to the next level. Uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so we're all waiting for that. And um, all of us here from the SSVM family would also love to know more about your lockdown story. Um, I think as a father, uh, as a son, as a husband, uh, you know, you would have played all these roles. And uh, could you sh share uh, a memorable moment maybe from this period? You know, um, during this lockdown, I think one of the most recurring themes that I've heard is, you know, what did you do in the lockdown? What did you learn? Um, some people learned how to cook. Mm -hmm. Some people learned how to cook even more. Some people learned a new language. Many people picked up several new skills. And it's amazing to see, you know, that they did all this. And when they asked me, you know, so what did you do? And I think, and I did none of that. And I say, you know what? I actually just spent time with my family. <laughs> and now when I look back at it, that's possibly the best thing you can do. It's not about being just a hyperachiever and learning a new skill. I think, you know, also being in my profession, uh, being the kid of two actors um, and not getting the opportunity to spend as much time as I would have liked to with my parents because they were busy working. Yeah. 
um, I mean, obviously, um, once, I mean, after a while, my mother decided to take a step back from acting and spend more time with the children, but my father was still working. Um, and today being a father and realizing that I don't get to spend the amount of time with Aradhya that I would like to. Um, but because I have to go out there and work and that's important as well. Um, that also teaches your children a certain amount about work ethic, etc, etc. Um, but just to spend time with the family and today to be able to say that I had, apart from me, three other members of my family go through this dreaded virus and come out healthy. I think that's a blessing to have the opportunity and to be able to say that I got to spend time with my entire family and they're all well and healthy, I think is wonderful. And so that's, that's pretty much what I did throughout lockdown. I got to spend a lot of quality time with my family. And um, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a bit of an optimist. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to look at the negativity of, of the past year. That's a good I want to look upon it and give it a positive spin. Look at the silver lining, so be it. Uh, what was good about 2020? I'm fed up of hearing what was so bad about 2020. What was good about 2020? I got to spend a lot of time with my family. Uh, time that I've never had to spend with them before. So, you know, I think it's about time we start becoming positive and talking about positive things instead of always complaining and saying, oh, you know, I did this and this happened to me. That's okay. Everybody goes through trouble. You know, when I was very young, my father used to always tell me something that his father used to tell him. It's a, it's a saying in Hindi. I'll say it in Hindi, then I'll translate it for you. Uh, my grandfather always taught my father and then my father taught me. And I hope it's something I can impart on, onto, onto my daughter. Is, which means until there's life, there's struggle. You have to accept that. Nobody said it's going to be easy. Nobody's going to give it to you on a platter. You have to go out there and earn your place under the sun. Wow. Um, and you have to fight for it every day. Once you accept that and you realize there are no free lunches in life, a lot of things start looking positive. You will stop complaining about everything and start being appreciative of the things that you have. And I think that's my greatest learning from um, the lockdown, which is to be appreciative for the health uh, of my family, to have my family around me. And the fact that I can still sit here, uh, I'm currently in Hyderabad, uh, and and get to speak to you guys and, and talk to you and spend, you know, some wonderful moments with you all as well. I mean, that's, I think we're all very lucky. That's so great. And I, I, I can obviously imagine that you, you being occupied with so many things this entire year has given you that. We're so happy that all of us had that time with our parents and our family. Yes, absolutely. And I think personally for me as well, my mom and dad have been away, uh, you know, for the last 20 years, they've been working so hard and I hardly got to see them. Um, you know, by the time I wake up, they'll be out already. And when I go to yeah. go to bed, I wouldn't be able to see them. And uh, this lockdown period, I think, has been so valuable that we never got this time uh, together at all. So true, that's something true. to cherish, really. And also, thank you for sharing that uh, beautiful line from your grandfather. <laughs> My uh, pleasure. And we've all grown up reading his poems and, uh, you know, you. in our uh, books. So that's just amazing to have uh, such an inspiring person in the family. And uh, also a father-son bond is genuinely exceptional in all ways. And uh, what would you say is a defining experience uh, that with your uh, father and the greatest advice uh, that your father, Mr. Amitabh Bachchan, has shared with you? Well, um, 
I think as pretty much most sons will say about their fathers, every moment spent with your father is is a learning moment, um, is a moment where you get to learn and pick up something from your parents. And uh, my father is no different. My father is my hero. He's my idol. Uh, and every second that I get with him is something that I cherish immensely and is very important for me. Um, very early um, in my life, I, I remember I, I, I had a basketball match which we lost narrowly and my father would actually come and support me no matter what he was doing. He'd still show up to my matches. And I remember we lost um, a match and I was very, very dismayed and upset. And uh, I must have been, wow, eight or something like that. And uh, he, he said something to me, um, which made so much sense. And, and I've always tried to make that a bit of a mantra for me. Um, that, you know, he says, like, like I said earlier in, in our conversation, that, that, you know, winning and losing is all part of life. There's nothing wrong with losing. Because through losing is how you learn how to win. As long as you can, you can learn from that loss, you will better yourself. Um, you know, uh, there's another very famous saying that there's, uh, you know, uh, not succeeding or losing should not be known as that. It should be looked upon as a learning opportunity. So he said, you know, um, the quote he, he, he said to me is, it doesn't matter how high you rise or how low you fall. What matters is that you pick yourself up and you carry on walking. And um, that's something which really resonated with me. So it doesn't matter how high you rise or how low you fall. What matters is if you can pick yourself up and carry on walking. So you got to keep trying. you got to keep trying. And, um, you know, look, none of us are going to be winners at the end of the day. We all have to die and go somewhere. So you're not going to come out of this game winning, but you're going to have to try and live your life as happily as possible and keep trying to achieve what you want to achieve. It's incredible. Thank you for sharing uh, such a personal uh, thing with us today. Uh, My pleasure. And uh, personally, I live in a joint family and we tend to value the responsibilities and commitment uh, to one another and to mm -hmm. live with parents is a blessing in disguise and yes absolutely so both uh, Aishwarya Didi and yourself are stellar examples of embracing a joint family culture I must say in this era especially where there's you know growing nuclear family trend um, so Abhishek what is your worldview on this trend I, I think um, I, I'm no one to judge you know whether it's the right thing or the wrong thing it's just the way I think humanity is moving uh, and I don't, I mean, I, I hear my parents' generation talking about how we're losing our sense of being, we're losing our Indianness, we're losing our culture. I, I don't necessarily look upon it like that. I just think it's circumstance that has happened. Uh, so if you see um, professional obligations have taken young working parents away from their houses. Uh, hence, there's more and more of these nuclear families that are showing up. Um, I also feel that the world has evolved to become a lot smaller. I mean, like I said, when I was in boarding school, I used to see my parents three, maximum four times in a year. 
you know, um, in the sense, I mean, three to four times, but over a period of time. My father saw his parents, uh, he didn't see them for nine months. Today, um, I mean, my daughter doesn't go to boarding school, but my nephew and niece uh, have finished boarding school, they're in college now, but they see their parents every day on their phone. We're all evolving. Culture is evolving. Um, society is evolving. So I don't know if it is correct for me to say that, you know, is this new new trend of nuclear families good or bad? At the end of the day, I think being blessed to have parents in your life is, is something you should always be thankful to God for um, and spend as much time with your parents as possible. But I, I don't think it would be correct of me to point a finger at somebody who's chosen to move out. Okay. It's their choice. As long as they value and respect their parents for who they are, what they are, and especially what they've done for us as children, I think that's the most important. I'm very happy living with both my parents. Although keeping our professions in mind, we all live under the same roof. But, you know, sadly, there are days that we don't get to see each other because our timings are so different. My mother spends a lot of her time in New Delhi because she's a parliamentarian. She's a member of parliament at the Rajya Sabha. So she spends a good six, seven months of the year in Delhi. Right. My father, myself, Ashwarya, we're all working professionals. Um, Ashwarya has uh, taken more of a backseat in her in her career because she wanted to spend time with Aradhya and take care of Aradhya. But, you know, um, like like very much like what you said, there could be times where I leave early in the morning before Radhya wakes up and I come back from work after she's gone to bed. Uh, that's something I've witnessed as a child as well. My father and I are also actors. So although we live literally down the hall from each other, right. there could be days we don't get to see each other because we're working different timings. But at the end of the day, you know that the love and support is there and that that's the most important. Exactly. I couldn't more agree. Uh, I couldn't agree more on that. I think that's uh, such a valuable uh, thing you've shared, Abhishek. Yeah. And uh, Abhishek, would we would be delighted if you could um, also impart some uh, wisdom to us on you know uh, what principles uh, uh, in your life has guided you. There, there's several. You know, I think it's very difficult to enumerate them. But I think if there's some that. Um, would really stand out for me personally, uh, loyalty, uh, duty, honor. Um, these are very three very important principles for me, loyalty, duty, and honor. Um, I feel we're kind of, um, we're depleting on, on, the, on those fronts in, in today's day and age. I'm a bit old fashioned in that thing. So, you know, loyalty, duty, a sense of duty and, and honor are some things which I hold very dear to my heart. And I, I'd hate to be put into a position where I have to choose against those those principles. Right. Thank you so much uh, for sharing that. Uh, it has indeed uh, been a very, very, very special episode today. And your presence on today's episode has been quite the journey for me as well as uh, for all of us, uh, for all I'm of us watching. And I thought of sharing this with you. Uh, there are many lessons um, and experiences to learn from you. However, uh, your humility in both success and failures would be what I cherish most. And uh, coming from a family of stalwarts, and uh, there is always an insurm insurmountable uh, uh, pressure of needing to achieve. And you have shown you've shown me and many others uh you know a path uh 
to living life to its maximum and parts of positivity. Uh, so thank you very much for My coming pleasure. on this. That's very kind of you to say thank you. Thank you very, very much. Sweet of you. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of with SSVM. Absolute pleasure. Any time I spend with you and and with your family and with the SSVM family is is always been enriching for me personally. Um, and yet again, thank you for your support, love for Chennai and FC, and I hope that this relationship um, can see several generations through. And uh, I look forward to coming and visiting all of you all again in the campus whenever possible. My love and respects to you, your parents, your family, and uh, most of all to all the wonderful, beautiful students. And uh, stay safe, stay good, keep your mask on when you go outside, study hard and play as hard. Thank you so much. And we look forward to being uh, continually associated with CFC, yourself, uh, Vita Ma'am and the entire team. So thanks a lot uh, for joining us. Take care. All the very best to you. God bless. Thank you.